Hello, and welcome to Returning to Us, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to hack your brain, build and strengthen relationships, and to teach people how to recognize and neutralize their emotional states. I'll discuss emotional intelligence and regulation, how food and exercise impact the body and brain, and share lessons from my own lived experiences. I'm Lauren Spiegelmeyer, the founder of The Behavior Hub, which is an organization that works to reduce the stressors of raising and educating children through a brain and biology-based lens. In these episodes, I'll share stories and strategies from my own life, work, and research, answer listener questions, and wrap it up with a try-it-at-home tip. Decades worth of information in just minutes. You ready? Today, movement or exercise. So we've talked about a couple big areas of stress management and self-care. We talked about socialization. We've talked about food. We've talked about water, <laughs> the importance of getting enough sleep and quality sleep. So today we are going to wrap up with movement, probably one of my favorites because fun fact about me, which is not so fun at all. At 17, I developed an autoimmune disorder and it impacted my hips, basically my SI joints. And it, it, immob- it immobilized me <laughs> for periods of time. And I would have a flare up, which was usually caused by stress or inflammatory foods or both. My hips would get inflamed and I couldn't hinge, I couldn't walk, I couldn't bend over, I couldn't sit up, and I was basically bedridden. And sometimes it would be a few hours, sometimes it would be 48 hours, sometimes it would be a couple of days. I never knew when it was going to improve or get better. But one of the biggest things besides food that helped to correct that problem, and I haven't had a flare up in years, is movement. Because I keep those joints loose, and I do things every day that help to add movement to my life, get me exercise, and keep my health in good shape. And keep my autoimmune at bay. So even though I'm not immune, good to move because we age and our joints get tight and it's important for those joints to stay loose. So let's talk first about movement relationship to work and work life. And then we'll talk about more of the exercise side of things and some like fun movement activities that you can do as well. Okay. So we want to think about movement at work. We, a lot of us are working online. A lot of us are spending time online. If we don't work online and a lot of us end up in this like 90, 90, 90 degree position for a huge chunk of the day where we're sitting in an upright chair on our bottoms and our feet are on the floor. That is not conducive to long-term, long-term joint mobility. So I'm going to encourage you that when you are online or whether you're online or not, and you're, sitting, you're like sitting at a table or sitting somewhere to work, to move and change your position. So you could sit on an exercise ball. You could sit on a stool. There are wobbly stools that you can purchase. There are things called ergonomic chairs or ergonomic stools that like rock and have these rests, foot rests on them and are like tilted in a way that keep your spine upright and straight and keep you from hunching over. There are standing desks, but better than standing desks are like floor seated options. So actually working on the floor, whether you're laying on your stomach for a little bit or uh, sitting like on the floor, like think of like Japanese Indian culture where their table is really low. They sit on the floor on like a floor cushion and work at the table. The closer you can get your feet to your heart, 
the better your blood circulates. The more your blood circulates, the more your joints get a refresh and stay loose. So step number one is find movement throughout your day. Get up, get away from your screen, go for a walk into nature, move your body position or seated position. That's a big one and a pretty easy one. Okay, let's talk movement in terms of exercise. So aiming for 20 minutes a day, roughly three to five times a week. That can be going to the gym or a class, but it can also just be going for a walk, going for a bike ride, going for a swim, um, going for a hike. It can be playing with your kids, playing with your animals, but like an intentional you know, 15 to 20 minutes, really, really daily if you can, where you're moving and you're devoting this time to body movement. Why is this important? Because even when we feel like we're exhausted and we don't have the energy to exercise, what moving will do is it will take oxygen to your brain. So it helps your brain think more clearly, but it also gives you energy and helps you to rest more deeply. So when we think we're tired, moving your body will actually wake you up a little bit and it will help you to enter into a rested state for bed. So there are so many layers of benefits to moving your body. The biggest thing here is to really think about what, what works best for you, because what works best for me and what I like isn't going to be the same for someone else. And we shouldn't just force ourselves to do something that doesn't feel good and doesn't feel right just for the sake of movement. I mean, it's better than not moving at all, but it's not long lasting or sustainable if you're not enjoying it. So find something you enjoy. There are hundreds of different types of movements and ways to integrate movement into your life, whether you have kids or don't have kids, family, not family, partner or not partner. So find a way that feels good and right for you. And we're getting pretty creative right now in the world on different ways that you can move. All right. So what different types of movement are there? I mean, you've certainly got your, your classes, you've got the gym, you've got all that kind of stuff. If you're someone like me, that your time is pretty limited and crunched. I don't, I'm not a big gym membership person because I don't want to like physically drive or go to a gym. It takes too much time to like pack up, go unload, <laughs> do the workout, come back. I will go to a class every now and then more for the socialization aspect and connection effort, but uh, not, not too often in gym. So instead what I do is I have an in-home gym or I use a gym in like, if you live in an apartment complex, but you can you know, buy some, some bands online pretty cheap and use those as a replacement option for a gym. And then I use an app. So there are free apps. There are free YouTube channels. There are free, all kinds of things, Pinterest, <laughs> like training classes, all kinds of stuff to, to utilize and use for exercise that are free. I use a paid app. It is called the Sweat app. It is developed by a woman in Australia who works with a team of like nine different women who all specialize in different areas. So the app includes high intensity strength training, uh, cardio, um, there's bar, Pilates, yoga. I mean, there's boxing. There's all kinds of different like there are classes, there are um, programs and each program has a trainer and each trainer specializes in a certain area. So you can choose your program. You can change any point and the workouts range anywhere from about 10 minutes to 45, I believe. So you can choose to do a longer workout some days, a shorter workout some days, and it has all these amazing benefits. It's about hundred bucks a year. So for me, that's worth it because I'm not paying for a gym membership. So hundred dollars 
I mean, it comes out to like $10, $12 a month and just, again, highly worth it for, for me. If you pay the monthly membership instead of buying the annual, it is a little bit more expensive, but since I know I'm going to use it every week, I just pay for it annually. So that's one great option. Something else I like that is free is there's a platform on YouTube called 305 Fitness. They have dance classes that range from like five minutes to 60 minutes. So a great form of cardio. So that's option an option for you as well. You can hop onto Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist, eBay, and buy um, an indoor rider if you have a bicycle. So an indoor rider is just a contraption that you hook your bicycle to. Super simple, super easy, not terribly expensive, and it turns your bike into a spin bike. And then when I do that, I just hop onto YouTube, look for free spin classes, and I get really motivational music with great spin instructors for free that I can do anywhere from, like again, five to 30 minutes. So plenty of options there. What else? Well, there are certainly ways to move that include the arts. So you could think about how can I move my body in an artistic way? So there's, there are dance classes, there are um, like contemporary programs, there are like you can learn how to shuffle dance. Uh, there, there are like full body painting classes even where like you're, you're standing, you're painting, you're using your body all these different things. So if you're an art person and you're looking for movement, look for something that's movement based in the arts. And double bonus if you can connect with human beings while you're doing that. <laughs> okay. Um, there are plenty of like jumping, jump rope, jump rope is going back. <laughs> so there are like jump rope apps, jump rope programs, jump rope YouTube channels. There are even jumping exercises for kids. Uh, and you can download like the alphabet exercise, and lots of things like that. So, um, you know, it's like a, a free preventative measure to, to not have to go to the doctor. So worth it. The other thing too is uh, resistance work, which is just, you know, quote unquote, heavy work. So lifting, pulling, pushing, carrying things that are of appropriate weight to your body. So can you find things to lift and pull and carry and that are kind of resistance to your body? because it will not only like bring your, your nervous system, your stress response down, but it gets you that movement, gets your heart rate pumping, and it has many other added benefits as well. So household tasks, chores, if you work on a farm or live on a farm, have access to a farm, <laughs> any of those things, you get a lot of physical exercise as well, gardening, um, landscaping, any of those things, lots and lots of great options. Even like with your kids setting up obstacle courses, so you can do outdoor options, indoor options, chalk options, bicycle options, scooter options. Like there are just so many <laughs> different types of obstacle courses that you could set up and lots of samples online uh, that work on movement. If at nothing else, you can get outside, go for a hike, go for a walk. All of those things are free. You can access most of them anywhere in the world. So just change your scenery, get some fresh air, change your environment. It'll change your mood. It'll change your energy. It'll change your vibe and get you some fresh air. So plenty of different types of movement. Find a way that works for you. Make sure you make it a daily habit or at least consistency. So a couple of days a week, maybe try and keep the same days, the same times, because that will help you to make it a more sustainable habit, which is better for long-term. Okay. Today's listener question <laughs> came from a mom who says, 
help. She doesn't listen to anything. She just tunes me out. I'm going to guess this is a teen. <laughs> My first thought is whatever approach you're using isn't working. So try a different way. So if talking to her face-to-face -face is not working, how is a different way that you can interact and engage? Well, my initial thought is go to, to like their form of communication. So is it text? Is it through something like humorous or like a meme or a gif? Um, if not that, can I, can I communicate in a way that my tone isn't heard? Because a lot of times my tone is influencing the conversation and I'm not aware of it. So can I write a note or can I use like a journal or can we pass some kind of handwritten something back and forth that may get me some of the things that I want and need from him or her. It's just a different way of communication. So try a different way. Try a different time of day. Depending on the time of day, hormone levels are all different <laughs> varying levels. So try that. Uh, and also exhaustion, sleep, or whatever it may be, like right after school, coming down off of the day might not be the best time to make a request or an ask. First thing in the morning, still kind of groggy, probably not the best time. So think about a different time of day. And the third one is if you have a good and strong relationship with this child, when you state your strong feelings in response to their actions, that can really influence their behavior as well. So you don't need to shame or blame them and tell them they've done something wrong. You simply just need to state your own feelings. I feel frustrated when, and they, they don't need to respond. And if they do respond in a way you don't like, that's fine. Ignore it. The point isn't their response. The point is you stating your strong feelings. So their reception of it good, bad, ugly, doesn't matter. It's about you stating your strong feelings and that will sink in with them later once they have time to settle and process. It doesn't need to settle in and, and hit home right away. So try a different way, try a different time, state your strong feelings. To wrap up our show, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna give you our try to home tip, which is five minutes a day. So, and I would say even one minute a day or three minutes a day, if you're not a person who currently has an exercise routine, don't start with 30 minutes or 60 minutes or commitment to a gym or a class right away. Just start with one thing. That's one minute, three minutes, five minutes a day. Like if you feel like five minutes is achievable. Start there. If you feel like you can give three minutes, start with three minutes. And, and do that every day until it's a habit and then add more minutes, add more minutes, add more minutes, add more minutes. This is exactly what I did with meditation. I started with one minute a day, then I went to two, then three, then five, then seven, then 10. And I worked my way up to about 20. So start small, be consistent. If you're stuck and you don't know what to do for those five minutes, here's a great resource. Rangun Chatterjee, feel better in five. He has a whole book on things that you can do in five minutes. Okay, that's it for today's episode of Returning to Us. Don't forget our try it home tip, which is one, three, five minutes of exercise. Either way, just start small. If you have a burning question that you would love for me to answer in a future episode, email me at podcast at thebehaviorhub.com or send a text to 717-693-7744. And don't forget to lock in what you learned today by either sharing with someone else and talking about it, by scheduling something, by letting me know what you're doing to take action or even commenting below with what, you're, what you learned. And until next episode, I am Lauren Spiegelmeyer and thanks for joining me.